At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. By the way, this recipe is part of my recipe column, Nickel and Dine, where I share a dish that serves four or just you four times for $10 or less. Hi, this is Play Me A Recipe. I'm Rebecca Ferkser, a signing editor at Food52, and I'm coming at you from my kitchen in Brooklyn. Um, today, we are going to be making big bean sorta scampi with linguine. And if that sounds wacky, it is, but I'll explain more about that in a minute. This recipe is linked in the show notes and it's on food52.com, um, but we will be gathering ingredients, boiling beans, chopping onions, cooking pasta, doing everything alongside together. Um, there are a few chunks of waiting time in this one, so feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters um, if you wanna make your beans ahead of time or you get distracted in any way. For this pasta, you're gonna need eight ounces of big dried beans. I'm talking like Corona beans, Gigante beans, large lima beans, or you'll need two cans of butter beans and one cup of vegetable stock. Big beans are sometimes hard to find, um, so you could totally use any dry or canned white bean here, um, but they're just not as fun as the big guys. You're also going to need seven tablespoons of olive oil, eight cloves of garlic. Um, if you're using canned beans, you can use a little bit less of those two tablespoons of white wine vinegar, a lemon, half a cup of panko, two tablespoons of unsalted butter, a medium red or yellow onion, a bunch of parsley, one pound of long pasta, as well as lots of kosher salt and black pepper. There's also the option to add red pepper flakes if you like your pasta a little spicy, I do, as well as fish sauce if you're not vegetarian, and more on that in a minute. To make this, you are going to need a medium bowl to soak your beans, two large pots, a vegetable peeler, a heat-proof measuring cup, a microplane, a cutting board, and a knife. By the way, this recipe is part of my recipe column, Nickel and Dine, where I share a dish that serves four, or just you, four times for $10 or less. And this recipe comes out to be about $6.20 total. Keep in mind, prices are always going to vary based on where you shop and where you live, um, but you can head to the recipe on food52.com for the full price breakdown. All right, full disclosure, if you wanna make this recipe in real time along with the podcast, I recommend you use canned beans. Um, two cans of beans will run you about $3 as opposed to the dry beans, which will cost you about two. Um, and then you'll also need to supplement with a bit of extra vegetable stock um, if you're using canned beans. It's your call. Um, if you're using canned, you can jump ahead to the panko toasting step of the pod, um, or you can just hang out and listen to me bean it up. All right, when you're cooking dry beans, you can give them a head start and rehydrate them by soaking them in water overnight for at least like eight hours. If you've ever engaged in any bean discourse on the internet, 
No? Just me? <laughs> you know you can skip this step with most beans. They'll just boil for an extra hour or so. When you're cooking really big beans like this, however, you do wanna give them a nice long soak. Otherwise, they will take literally all day to cook. So I like to soak them right before I go to bed the night before or you know, as early as possible the day of, I'm gonna make something with them. All right, I'm just gonna give my beans a quick rinse. First, I'm gonna measure out eight ounces. We're following a recipe, let's follow the instructions. I will give them a quick rinse and then I will cover them with about four inches of water. You know, they'll swell quite a bit, so you wanna make sure there's enough room. And then I will cover these with a reusable lid. It's pretty hot in my kitchen, so I like to soak in the fridge. Okay, I'll see you in about eight hours. Hello. Okay, so through the magic of podcasting, the beans are soaked um, and we're ready to cook. So I am just gonna drain them really quickly. You don't really need that water anymore. So since we're, you know, relying on this broth for the sauce, I like to season it quite a bit. So I'm just going to heat a few tablespoons of oil um, in a big Dutch oven that's on my stove right now over medium heat. You know, stoves are finicky. And then I'm gonna smash three cloves of garlic with the, just with the back of my knife. You can leave the skins on if you want and pluck them out later, or you can peel it now. Doesn't really matter to me. Okay, and then I'm gonna use just a regular vegetable peeler, and I'm gonna peel three long strips of zest from this lemon gonna help season all the beans. Okay, everybody in the pool. All right, we're gonna let this cook just until the garlic takes on color, and that'll take about four minutes. Okay, garlic is sizzling, lemon zest is sizzling. The beans are ready to go into the pot. Hold for oil splatter. <laughs> and now we're gonna add enough water to cover the beans by about an inch or so. If you're making like a huge pot of beans, you might want them more brothy, or at least I do. But here we want the most concentrated stock we possibly can. So you just wanna keep them barely covered. Um, you might need to add a little bit more water as it reduces when it's cooking. To this, we are also going to add black pepper, quite a bit. And we are going to add one and a half tablespoons of kosher salt. And that is diamond crystal kosher salt, folks. If you're a Morton's household, Use three quarters of a tablespoon. If you're a table salt household, press pause and go buy some kosher salt <laughs> um, because you have to. Anyway, we are gonna bring this mixture up to a boil, give it a little stir, and while we wait, we might as well talk about the recipe name. 
So I'm sure you've heard of shrimp scampi. It's an Italian-American dish of very garlicky, very buttery shrimp, often served over pasta. It's delicious, but also shrimp is expensive. Um, and so is wine, and that's also in the sauce. So I was thinking about channeling these flavors and textures on a budget, and my mind immediately went to those big meaty beans, which are almost the size of a piece of shrimp. And when you cook them from dry, they make their own super flavor for broth, so that I can drink my expensive wine and save money on shrimp. So the purpose of you know my nickel and dime column isn't to make you feel like you're missing out, it wants you to, you know, get comfortable making stuff like vegetarian swaps when it's appropriate because they're almost always cheaper than the meat option. To hit that scampiness, <laughs> though, I do like to add a little bit of fish sauce into this mixture after it cooks. You can skip it if you're actually vegetarian, but otherwise I really think you should try it, even if you think you don't like fish sauce. Okay, so beans are boiling, or they're almost boiling, and I am going to partially cover this pot and check on these little guys every 40 minutes or so. Like I said, I might add more water to keep them covered as it evaporates, but not too much water since, again, we wanna keep this broth really highly concentrated. This should take about two or three hours. Um, these are pretty big beans, but also I soaked them for quite a long time. So let's take a break, you know, finish season two of Ted Lasso, you know, finish up the work day. That's what I'm gonna do, whatever the vibe is really. Um, and I'll meet you back here in a bit. We are back and beans are ready. The best way to check if a bean is fully cooked is to just scoop one out. And they're gonna be hot, but just carefully slice through. And if it cuts through with little snow resistance, you wanna just taste it and make sure it's creamy all the way through, not just on the outside. Um, so let's taste one. Totally creamy. Man, there is nothing that makes me happier than biting into a fully cooked bean. <laughs> what can I say? I'm easy to please. I'm actually not at all easy to please. Don't spread that around. So what I'm going to do now is stir in two tablespoons of white wine vinegar. And this is how we're gonna mimic that tangy wine flavor in classic shrimp scampi, bean broth, and tangy vinegar. Just trust me. Um, so at this point, you can transfer everything into an airtight container, beans, broth, one container, store it in the fridge for up to a week, or you can keep going, which is what I'm gonna do. So you're just gonna drain the liquid into a bowl and plop the beans into another. Um, and they can just hang out on the counter while we make everything else. Now is also a great time to taste your bean broth and just make sure that it's very strong, very salty, but not like ocean water. And it shouldn't be if you used the right amount of salt. And the right amount of salt is what's called for in the recipe. Um, let's just make sure. Perfect, obviously. Um, it should be very salty because this is kind of acting as a stock and you don't wanna under season. One of the biggest things that I've realized is that most people are just under seasoning their food. And I understand that some people wanna eat less salt in their lives and I respect that, but I do not follow that lifestyle. <laughs> I'm just getting all of that broth out into this bowl. 
and the beans are getting caught in a sieve. Ooh, that's a hot pot. And you wanna hang on to the pot because we're gonna use it again because I really don't wanna dirty more than two pots at a time. And we do need one for the pasta and we need one for the sauce. And while I am not going to make you dirty a third pot, you are gonna wanna use this one again. So you can just get a paper towel, a kitchen towel, um, and wipe it out if there's any excess bean broth, or you can honestly just turn on the heat pretty low and just let that liquid evaporate because we're about to make something else that's garlicky and delicious, um, which is exactly the same as the beans, so it'll be fine, just trust me. Okay, let's make lemony panko. Also, hello, if you're using canned beans and you're just now getting going, um, welcome to the cooking process. <laughs> I hope you've been enjoying me talking about beans for the past however long it's been. Um, so, I have wiped out this pot, the same one I cooked the beans in, and I am now going to heat a tablespoon of oil um, over medium, and we are going to cook our panko breadcrumbs. I really love a bit of extra crunch that a breadcrumb adds to pasta, and I always reach for Japanese panko because it's it's crispier, it has a larger surface area than the tiny Italian breadcrumbs, and I just think it makes for a nicer toastiness. You can use fresh breadcrumbs. I've never made this with Italian breadcrumbs. You know, I wouldn't use anything pre-seasoned. I wouldn't use anything too tiny. I just don't think it'll be quite as good, but you know, use what you like. So, in goes the panko. We are going to season this well with lots of pepper and a big pinch of salt. And you just wanna stir it pretty continuously. I like to make sure all the oil gets distributed. It's gonna look like, you know, clumpy and weird, but don't worry, it'll be fine. You just wanna kind of break up any large clumps and you know, leave it alone for like 30 seconds, give it a toss, leave it alone again, give it a toss again. You wanna just make sure that they toast evenly and don't like go change the laundry or go for a walk or anything. Like you wanna keep an eye on them. They will get pretty toasty pretty quickly and they can, you know, get a little too toasty. Um, you can probably save most of them, but you wanna just keep an eye on them. Save yourself the trouble. Okay, so these are very toasty, so I'm gonna cut the heat. And then remember that lemon that we took a couple pieces of zest from earlier. We are now going to zest the rest of it, this time using a microplane, not a vegetable peeler. So you get very fine zest, and that's just gonna go right into the pot with the breadcrumbs. sure you got it all and then give them another quick stir you want you can taste um, make sure that they're you know seasoned enough but also you can always adjust later mm. oh my god they're so good you really can't beat an oil toasted breadcrumb so I will just pour these into a bowl right here and they're good to go, they can chill. They've done their job for now, and then we'll use them to finish up our pasta. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to get out 
one more pot that's truly it on the pots i promise just two you're going to fill this one up all the way with water and please get a full handful of salt um, because it is pasta water time so you're going to want to bring this to a boil over high heat and in the meantime uh, we're gonna get the sauce going and that happens by chopping up one medium onion you can go pretty fine with it um, but also the best part about this sauce is that it literally doesn't matter what your knife skills are although i have to say i really like to practice my knife skills on stuff like this because you know that's i'm just always in it for a good time and i guess chopping vegetables is a good time for me honestly it is it really soothes me so we're gonna cook this onion. I have a red onion here, but you could also use a yellow onion if you have one. Could even use like two shallots if that's all you had, whatever whatever you really want. Um, and then we're gonna grate the remaining five cloves of garlic, you know, keeping the vampires away. It's garlicky pasta, you want it to taste good. We're gonna cook the onions in garlic, salt and pepper, just until they turn translucent. You don't want them to take on too much color. You know, you don't want them to get crispy or anything. You just want them to get a little bit see-through and tender. It really sounds like too many alliums, um, but it's not. We have a lot of pasta here. We're gonna cook a full pound of pasta, and I can assure you a full pound of linguine can take it. Okay, so let's come back to this first pot yet again. If you wanna wipe out any leftover panko, you can. I don't feel the need. It's all going in our bellies anyway. So this is three tablespoons of olive oil and the pot is going over medium heat. Once again, I feel like we've been over medium the whole time, but I'll tell you anyway. And then in addition to that three tablespoons of olive oil, you are going to plop in two tablespoons of unsalted butter and then in go the alliums. I'm just reaching for my flexible bench scraper. I cannot stress how great these tools are um, for scraping stuff like chopped onions, chopped vegetables from one surface to another, particularly from the cutting board to the pot. It just makes it so much easier and I'm always getting onions all over the floor when I don't use it. So do as I say, not as I do. The onions and garlic are gonna go for like four minutes or so, like we said, just getting them translucent. And then I am going to add the red pepper flakes, which again, as I said, they're optional. Not optional in my world, but if you don't like spicy, you could just do a little pinch. You could do none at all. I'm gonna do the full teaspoon, because again, it's a full pound of pasta. Like, it can take it. And then I'm also going to add the fish sauce. But you know, like I said, if you're a vegetarian or you just are adamant about the fact that you don't like fish sauce, you can skip it. Okay, so pepper flakes and a teaspoon of the fish sauce. There's no shrimp in here, but no one said we couldn't have a little fishy fun. In and now I am going to grab my bean broth and so I poured this into a glass measuring cup and I got exactly one cup, a cup and a quarter, but that's exactly what you need. You need a cup of bean broth. So I 
have made this recipe several times. I know what I'm going for at this point. If you have more, it's totally fine. Um, save it, put it in an airtight container, store it in the freezer, use it as you would any vegetable stock. It's absolutely delicious and free. Remember, this is a budget column, so I'm always in it for the budget angle. So we are going to add this bean broth to the pot. If you are using canned beans, now is the time for you to grab your cup of vegetable stock and you will just add that in with all this oniony, garlicky magic. And you're gonna bring this to a simmer over medium high and just keep cooking until it thickens a bit, about another four or five minutes or so. And after that reduces, you know, by about a third or so, I'll just cut the heat because we have some pasta to cook. So while that's going, um, my pot of water has come to a boil. It's time to cook our pasta. I am aiming to cook this pasta for three minutes less than what the box says for al dente. That's different for every kind of pasta you buy. This one is um, linguine. It says for authentic al dente, boil for 10 minutes. So I'm gonna cook this for seven minutes because it is gonna continue cooking in the sauce after this original boil. And there are few things on this earth that I hate more than overcooked mushy pasta. It insults me, I don't want it in my life. So that's why we exercise caution and undercook so that we can properly cook. Let's get a timer for seven minutes so I don't forget about anybody. Meanwhile, let's chop parsley. I have here an entire bunch of parsley. This, this is a very heavy, you know, starchy dish. Um, you know, it's garlicky, it's oniony, there's panko, there's pasta, there's beans, which is lovely and delicious, but also it could use a little brightening up. So we're using a full bunch of parsley. And that includes the stems, both tender and coarse. I think it is a travesty that so many herb stems go into the compost or worse, the garbage. They're 100% edible. They are totally delicious. If anything, they have more flavor than the herbs. Parsley in particular, I'll use the entire thing. I'll do the same thing with cilantro. Maybe even with dill, although those stems sometimes tend to be a little more woody. Mint, I probably wouldn't use. Same goes for basil. You know, they're still tender herbs, but those stems tend to be a little less, um, a little less tender than these guys, but parsley is a-okay. And once again, it's another budget tip. I totally recommend using all of the edible parts. If you look at the, the last recipe I did for my nickel and dime column, a peach and plum pita chip salad, that one has a whole lemon dressing, literally. I mean, with the exception of the seeds, you chop up the whole lemon and it's like bright and punchy and delicious and saves you money because you're not putting any of your dollars in the trash. Okay, oh, look at those herbs, they're beautiful. All right, I'm gonna check the pasta, which is obviously not done yet, but I'm gonna give it a little toss. Timer just went off on the pasta. Um, I'm gonna taste a noodle. Just make sure that we're there. Oh yeah. It's cooked, but it's not too tender. 
It has a little bit of crunch to it. Barely a crunch though. You don't want it to be undercooked, I'm serious. You want it to be truly just shy of al dente. So I am just using long tongs and transferring it from this pot to the other pot, the one with the oniony sauce. If you want, you can drain the pasta into, you know, a colander, into the sink, like you have probably done hundreds of times. I never do just in case I end up needing a little starchy pasta water because it's happened to me too many times that I've just dumped it down the sink and ended up needing a little bit more to loosen my pasta. And I've learned from those mistakes. So I just use the tongs and now we are just tossing pretty aggressively to incorporate everything. And I am going to turn the heat back on um, to medium low just to get things going. The sauce hasn't cooled too much, like it certainly hasn't solidified in any way, but you know, you want everything to be nice and warm and you want the pasta to obviously finish cooking completely. Okay. So now is the time that we are going to add all of this parsley that we just chopped. If you wanna reserve a little bit for garnish, you can. It's just me here, so I won't. I think garnish is mostly unnecessary, um, unless it's like part of what you're cooking. So I sometimes will reserve, you know, like a handful of something, an herb, you know, some extra cheese uh, to put on top, just to make sure everything looks pretty at the end. But here, you know, when it's just you, you can be casual about it. And then also remember the lemon, never forget the lemon. We are going to cut it in half and juice it right into this pasta as well. If you want, juice half into the pot and then toss everything around, give it a taste after you add the beans. And then you can see if you want um, your pasta a little tangier and then just juice the other half in. Or if you prefer, if you're not really sure how lemony you like things, just do half and cut up the other half or into wedges and serve that along with your pasta at the end. And then everyone can make their pasta as lemony as they choose. Okay. So tossing this all together, this looks so good, so glossy. Even just a little bit of butter truly makes the sauce so glossy. I am an olive oil gal if I had to pick one or the other, but you can't beat just a little knob of butter in a pasta. Okay, so now it's time to uh, wrap this up. We are going to add the beans. It's very exciting. I have them right here and they are going to just gently get tossed in. Mine are very soft. I, I may have even cooked them too much, dare I say, it never happens, but you don't want it, you won't want them to break. You want them to hold their shape. But honestly, if a couple of them split, it's delicious anyway. Like, you know, it's all going to the same place. It'll be great. But you can still use the tongs. You don't have to like switch to a spatula or anything, but you wanna just make sure they all get coated in all of this gorgeous glossy sauce. Um, and you don't want them to all sink to the bottom, but that's what, you know, arranging on a serving platter is about. Although to be fair, I usually just 
pick up my big Dutch oven and plop it on the table. And that's a serving vessel too. And they're usually pretty cute. Okay, so I am going to season with a little more salt and pepper. Well, first I'll taste, you know what? I, let's not get ahead of myself because I have been seasoning aggressively this whole time. All right. Mm. Yum. Oh man. It actually doesn't need any more salt and pepper. Mm. See, that's, that's what you gotta do. You gotta season hard during the cooking time. And then you don't even need to serve any salt and pepper at the table. Obviously I do, but you know, you don't need to. Okay, I'm gonna make a bowl of this and we'll eat it properly. Okay, I have my pasta. I'm gonna top it with some breadcrumbs. I'm gonna do a little squeeze of lemon juice and let's have, let's have the full bite now. Bean breadcrumb pasta. If you don't like the sound of someone chewing, I guess it's time to mute. Mm. Oh my God, yum. Ma'am. I mean like not to toot my own horn, but yum. It's garlicky, it's rich. The parsley is keeping things fresh. And man, that hit of fish sauce really does like do it. I feel like we've got just the littlest whisper of fishiness. It's those scampi vibes. And the big beans, I mean, they're just totally perfect. Um, I really can't sell a bean much harder than this. Um, you really have to try them. If you're like a bean novice, this is definitely a gateway recipe because it's just all coated in oil and garlic. And there's honestly so much to eat. I cannot believe that this was less than $10. I mean, less than $8 if you're not using canned beans. This is such a great meal to make when you're, you know, having some friends over, but you don't want to like drop $17 on a plate of pasta at a restaurant or just like make it for your family, make it for your roommates on a Sunday night. Over here, it's a Monday night and this is just like exactly what I need after a long work day probably gonna have some of the wine that I did not put in the sauce in a glass. <laughs> it's just really comforting. Mm. Thank you so much for joining me to make this big bean, sort of scampi with linguine. Um, you can find this recipe and several more $10 for serving meals from the nickel and dime column on food52.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Ferkser if you're really into bean content, but I post other stuff too over there. And we'll be playing lots more recipes for you in the future. So if there's one you want to hear, you should email us and you can send that note to podcasts at food52.com. I'm going to finish this pasta. I hope you're enjoying yours and I'll see you sometime soon. Bye.